1: Mara Carpel and Your Golden Years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on Maricarpel.com. And today is Sunday, March the 10th, and we are back in beautiful Austin, Texas, where spring has sprung. Yay! The warm weather arrived suddenly after a cold snap. And South by Southwest is in full gear this week in Austin, and I believe that it's starting with the techie part of the festival, and, um, you know, the population grows quite a bit here in Austin during South by Southwest, especially now that it's become even more well-known and the place to go. So we're lucky today that we don't have to be downtown to do the program. In the past, we've done the show from downtown during South by Southwest, and it was a little bit of a challenge getting to the studio, so um, we don't have to do it this year, and it's nice and peaceful here where we are. I'm watching the birds, and... Um, we hope that we can bring you a little bit of peacefulness wherever you are. And Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here to make the show run, and we have a pack Show in store for you. In a little while after the break, we'll be joined on the phone from Toronto by film director Sean Danby and filmmaker Rob Creation. Griefstories.org, which is a video platform with real stories and information about grief. Filmed by professional filmmakers and vetted by healthcare experts. And it's meant to be a community health resource for people facing grief. And I'm really excited about this. I've had a chance to to check it out. And I'm really looking forward to having a chance to interview them and have them talk to you about it. And then later in the program, we'll be joined from Brownsville, Texas, right on the border with Mexico by Sergio Cordova, who will let us know about a group of volunteers who have named themselves Team Brownsville. And it's a team that's growing daily and people are coming from far and wide to help. And the mission of Team Brownsville is to assist immigrants who are legally seeking asylum by supplying them supplies living while they're waiting on the Mexico side of the bridge and they go over twice a day to bring food and supplies so Sergio will let us know about what they're doing and how you can help and remember it's not possible to live a passionate life without having compassion for those outside of our own network And also, we'll be joined later by Paul Martin Bankowski, who is a musician who recorded with our producer, Art Mendoza, but he's also a partner trainer at Camp Gladiator, and he'll be talking about Camp Gladiator, and um, we'll also get to hear a little bit of his music, I hope. And along the way, I'll discuss a little about the whys and the hows of passion for a more joyful life. And I'll also answer a question I received via email um, by someone in India who had read uh, my blog post on Medium, and it's about gratitude. And I'll be giving you some news that you might want to use, so stay tuned for that. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions, comments for me or for my guests, Please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720, that's 855-345-4720, or you can email your questions to me and I will read them on the air. And my email address is Dr. Mara, that's drmara that's d r m a r a at D r m a r a k a r p e l dot com. And be sure if you have questions to send them or call during the program while the guests are still here so they can answer them. And you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website and the link to the podcast will be posted later tonight along with all of the website links given by my guests on the program. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as possible. Five minutes after the show ends, by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, that's B L O G, talk slash your golden years. And for information from previous programs, to listen to previous programs, read my blogs, watch videos that we've done with local guests, and um, to find out about my book and my upcoming course. Check out my website, drmerikarkel.com, or listen to all of the previous shows right on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com slash years. And be sure to follow me on Facebook to find out about all of the upcoming events that you can participate in. You can find out whenever a blog um, gets posted in any of the uh, video any of the platforms that that i blog for um, find out about upcoming news about my book my course any of that just go to my facebook page dr mara Carpel, your golden years and if this is the first time that you're tuning in i'm a licensed psychologist from new york city practicing here in austin texas and in the rio grande valley of texas And I work with adults of all ages and have a specialty of working with seniors and caregivers. And for the past few years, have also been evaluating veterans for PTSD and other service-connected mental health issues. And part of the time, my office is in the wonderful Veterans Resource Center, Heroes Night Out, which is located in Cedar Park, Texas. And if you're interested in... Becoming a part of that resource center, getting help from the resource center, or volunteering, check out their web, heroesnightout.org. And if you want to contact me, if you have any questions, or if you have any comments, or if there's something that you think I need to know about, send me an email to Dr. Mara at drmaracarpel.com or go through my website, or you can call me at 512. 512- 626 This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, <clears throat> excuse me, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. Devere at his memory clinic in Lakeway, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512-261-7909, or you can send him an email to rdevere, that's R-D-E-V-E-R-E, at austin.rr.com. And his book is also available on Amazon. And this evening's program is also sponsored by Story House. StoryHouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Have StoryHouse over to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or family reunion. StoryHouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. Okay, so we're going to take a brief break, um, play some of our sponsors' commercials, but don't go anywhere because we're going to be back very shortly, and we'll be joined on the phone from Toronto by film director Sean Danby and filmmaker Rob Courtley to discuss their creation, griefstories.org. Okay, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Super Psychologist Dr. Mara Carpel will be back after words from our sponsors.
2: Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive there are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life,
0: Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Merrick Harpeau and your Golden Years, live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Yeah,
3: we're
1: in the queue, I guess. All right. (laughs) We are back. (laughs) And if you're just joining us, uh, this is Dr. Mara Carpell in your golden years, and we're ha- we're here on DrMaraCarpell.com and on blogtalkradio.com. And joining me on the phone, I think I have Sean Danby. Um, is that and you, Sean? And you have me,
0: too.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I, sent, I sent you a message saying, you? I saw you connect on. <laughs>
3: Rob, is can that you hear Rob, me? Can right? Yep. So you're can both you on the now? same
1: line. Yes, I can hear you. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Okay. I thought you were calling from separate lines, and I saw a 111 number pop up, Rob, and I thought it was you, and then it disappeared, <laughs> so I thought you had trouble. So, <laughs> so. We were just trying to make phone. it exciting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so joining me on the phone, I have Sean Dandy and Rob Courtley who are both um, filmmakers. Sean is a director and Rob is a filmmaker in Toronto, and they have created a video platform called GreekStories.org. And welcome, both of you.
4: Thank you very much. Thank you for having us.
1: So, so maybe you can each um, tell our listeners a little bit about your background.
4: Um it's Rob here. So um I'm um a filmmaker, being a, a filmmaker uh, over uh, seems to be a long period of time all of a sudden. Um my background is in uh, uh music video, documentary, television, uh, a, a real variety. So um and that's how uh, how I met Sean. Sean uh, uh, Shana and I have made uh, several films together.
1: Okay. Okay. And maybe you can tell us a little bit about what Greek Stories is and what led you to create this platform.
4: Sure. Um, so um, Greek Stories is really a frontline line um, health resource of uh, people telling their stories and their insights about grief, um, so there are uh, I think probably about uh, 50 or 60% of the site is um, those kind of stories. Um, people dealing with grief, fairly fresh grief, up to maybe 10 years um, of, of their journey, their new normal, um, and then the other percentage of uh, videos that are on the site um, our professionals uh, giving uh, their insights um, and information about grief and and probably maybe it's a good idea for you for you and your listeners for, for me to give the uh, the background how how we came up with this and you'll understand why we have uh, 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 have chosen video. Um, Sean, yes. um, mm-hmm. lost his, Sean lost his beautiful uh, uh, wife, his uh, soulmate, um, to uh, breast cancer. Um, and unfortunately, she had triple negative breast cancer, and it was very aggressive. Um, they tried traditional and non-traditional healthcare, and she was an amazing fighter. But uh, um, after two years, she she died, and 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 it left um, Sean um, alone. Um, and um, I, as as I talked to Sean, he, he always told me that he was doing all of the, you know, quote, right things he did individual and group therapy and had uh, great support from friends and family, but would always find himself awake or often find himself awake at three o'clock in the morning searching online uh, to find uh, uh, some kind of understanding of what he was going through. And most of what he found uh, was texts you know, gobs and gobs of writing to wade through and um, for anyone who has ever been in that situation, they know uh, at three o'clock in the morning when you're when you're uh, uh, in, in, in grief, um, the last thing most people want to do is, is read uh, m- m- mm-hmm. you know, more than a paragraph, more than a paragraph to understand it. So um, Sean and I, being filmmakers, um, uh, we had a conversation about um, making some uh, films for people uh, like Sean who uh, were were searching the same way he was uh, at 3 o'clock in the morning. So something that was accessible um, online, kind of like a virtual uh, support group, a virtual uh, resource library. And actually, Uh remember Sean? Sean, we we, we originally called it 3 a.m. That was was, uh, the, the name that we had for it. Um, and uh, anyway, um, so Sean, was it about three films, the three or four films, the first uh, first go?
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, and then um, all of a sudden, you know, six months later, I think we had made twenty films, and uh, now we have uh, close to um, I think almost two hundred films, and the uh, categories, um, the way that we've been putting them online, are. Everything from grief and trauma, loss of a child, uh, perinatal, uh, loss of a sibling. And um, we've actually just gone uh, live with our, our new website, uh, griefstories.org. Um, and the whole idea, the, the, the mission that we're trying to do, and we have an amazing operations team, um, is uh, w- we want to make a difference. We want to help help. Uh, people um understand and uh give them comfort and um and the, the more they can know uh, about what they're going through and relate um to other people to have community support them um the better it will be so that's that's what we're trying to do mhm mhm
1: so um do you have resources for people, suggested resources for people looking for more, like, you know, maybe face-to-face contact or connecting with a professional if they need to? We will. Uh, not yet. Okay. Um, but we, certainly mm-hmm. plan,
4: we certainly plan to have, um, uh, you know, geo-searchable uh, 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 resources for uh, people to contact any time of day um um, but also, I think uh, certainly as as I've gone through this um and, and uh, I've seen so many interesting tools for people to use, like journaling and uh, um, you know art um music mm-hmm. uh, all of these different tools so so it's our intention um to have examples of all of this kind of stuff um on our site. Um, and um, I mean, dreaming. We we really would like it to be uh, um, resources internationally um, with content uh-huh. that is specific to specific to uh, all age groups, cohorts, race, ethnicity, um, where people can actually go on online, um, and their videos, right? So people are are, are in the videos. They're they're looking. At the camera, so it's as if it's a person in a conversation with you when you're, when you're searching uh, for uh, uh, mm-hmm. for content. So being able to see someone that you identify with that's relevant to mm-hmm. maybe uh, what you're going through.
1: Right, so, um, that's, so that's that, so wonderful.
4: That's, that's the that's the idea. Um, and uh, we're thrilled with the, uh, uh, the feedback we're getting, not, not only from uh, professionals who uh, want to use uh, the content, uh, but uh, people who uh, have participated, telling their stories. There's been, a, uh, um, I believe, a sense of catharsis, validation, and, of course, that wonderful feeling you get from helping other people. Who are in need, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and people using the sites. Our um, feedback uh, so far has been, uh, uh, and Sean, you can probably speak a little bit to this. Is uh, how sometimes just when you when you latch onto something that's working for you to be able to watch it repeatedly
5: in, in your own time, um, and in your own uh, in your own way. I think one of the great things about this project is that these films are short. I mean, in anywhere from 60 seconds to two and a half minutes. And they're little, little blips um, and uh, almost, you know, thoughts that people are sharing uh, with the viewer. And, uh, you know, you don't have to sit and watch uh, a long episode. And in your time of grief, when you're, when you're in it, um, I mean, at least when, when I was, my attention span was was short and mm-hmm. to get these little blips, these thoughts, these affirmations, these, uh, these people pointing the way to hope, um, which is, you know, what I was looking for when I was, mm-hmm. when I lost Sue, it was, it was a period of, of real darkness, and uh, and group therapy, live group therapy. When I went to Gilda's club, um, and the weekly Thursday afternoon uh, get-togethers in, in the group sessions uh, were, were just incredible. And, and sharing and listening uh, uh, to other folks, was, uh, it, it, it gave me hope. And when mm-hmm. Rob and I first started talking about doing this, it, it was that was what, that's, that's the road that we wanted to walk down, was to make sure that these videos provided hope for people when they're in the mud, and, uh,
3: right.
5: and I, I, I think it's, I, I think it works. I mean, we've, we've received feedback telling us that it works. You know, one gal wrote us and said that she found one video and just watched it repeatedly because the message just it really sunk in for her. It was, it was really, it helped. And at 3 a.m., when you're staring at the ceiling and you're trying to sleep, um, if you can go over and get online and watch some of these videos, uh, they'll, they'll help. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. Um so you know I, I want to ask you a a personal question John so when mm-hmm. I've had people I've had several people on the program who have um you know lost somebody and gone through grief and and ended up creating you know they were on the show because they they you know one became a grief counselor and wrote a mm-hmm. book and runs you know, Mm -hmm. writing your grief seminars, another Mm -hmm. wrote a book um, and became a grief counselor. Um, Mm -hmm. Several people have done something to help other people in grief and found that their own, um, you know, it helped their own grief in order, Mm -hmm. you know, when they did that, that this gave them a meaning to their own grief, and it created almost like a passion again in their life and I'm wondering you know in putting your you putting so much effort into this project if that did that for you
5: uh, no no not not particularly no? okay i, mean, I think uh, okay yeah yeah okay i mean, I, I, I get it and you know everything you're you're telling me about about folks doing these things i I get it. And, and I really appreciate that, that it does that uh, for for them. This is um, yeah for sure. I'm I'm really proud of, of you know to be involved in this in this project. Uh, it's it's really you know it's getting really great feedback, and I'm I'm really proud about that. Um, but it but it doesn't it doesn't uh, uh, lift the weight of grief. Uh, you know, and I still have. Um right. Off of my shoulders.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, well, I don't think it lifted their weight of grief. I think it just gave them another uh, I don't know. An, outline, you right? know, like, like an outlet. You know, it's possible. Another it outlet. something to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Something to do and, and, and you know, if if it uh, if it inspires you to help other folks, uh, we we could use some more of that. yeah <laughs> uh, I think just yeah. helping others and you know diving in is, know uh, yeah, it's, it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Some of yeah. these videos are hard to watch, you know, for for me, listening to people talking about about their grief and, and and how they lost their loved one, um, but but they they come around. So at the end of these pieces, there there is there is that 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 uh, a bit of hope. You know, it's not all doom and gloom,
1: right? Right. Right. Well, it's really important because I think that um, it's important to realize that everybody at some point in their life is going to experience grief. Everybody. I mean, it's really everybody. You know, everybody. I, I wasn't
5: taught it. I, I, I wasn't taught to prepare for it. You know, it's not like it was a course in school or it's not like my parents, you know, even pulled me aside or anytime we'd go to a funeral and, and, uh, and, and discuss it. Like, I, I had no idea. And, uh, you know, I lost my father um, uh, in 2007, and I found out it was a phone call in the middle of the night, 3 a.m., 3 a.m. Mm. phone call, and, uh, you know, your right. father's died, and uh, wow, okay, so then all those things that I wanted to talk to my father about, I I, I wish I had done it, Jeez, so now I, I can't even get that stuff off my chest. Right. And uh and that that was a big deal for me. And then, and I and I missed that. Um but losing Susie mm-hmm. that that was that, that was the worst of the worst. And that was that was my partner. That was uh you know mm-hmm. we, we were we were ramping up. We were really getting going. fact so Susie had uh, had graduated uh from the Gestalt Institute up here and uh had starting a career, a new career as a Gestalt therapist. And, um, you know, I, I think because of that, um, and because of all of her learnings through, through her years of study, um, when I knew I was in trouble after she died, I, I, I searched out help. You know, I was, I was looking for a brief counselor. Uh-huh. I was looking for, for, for something. didn't know what. And I, it, was, it was Gilda's Club that I came across, and then, you know, the group sessions there. Yeah, and right. I remember the day that Rob and I had lunch, and and I was telling him all of this, and and uh, and you know the, the light bulb went off over his head, and just uh, bang. So anyway, here we are. Yeah. You,
4: you, um, you'd be able to tell us more specifically. I know a little bit about, but I think there's it's a combination of sleep cycles and and whatnot, but it, it is unusual about waking up at three o'clock in the morning, and many of the people that I've filmed talk about that. And, and 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 their search at three o'clock in the morning and, and there must be a, a, a physical a, a explanation for that as well
1: yeah i mean i i I don't know specifically for grief because honestly um, in you know in the research that I've read, there hasn't been a lot on grief. Uh, some of it has been really? you know false. A lot of the grief, I mean, probably more recently, and I just haven't been keeping up with all the recent research, but when I was, you know, doing my studying and throughout the years, um, there wasn't a lot of research on grief. It was, um, you know, mostly about depression, um, anxiety, and if you were in grief for more than six months, then you were considered to be clinically depressed. And so you would treat it the same way as somebody who has depression for other reasons. Yeah. But um, and a lot of the information that people have about grief is really false. Um, So, and that is really unfortunate, um, you know, for many reasons, obvious reasons. Right. But also one of the things that happens is that the people around us have have misinformation Mm -hmm. and so they Mm -hmm. expect us to act differently as grievers right so i'm sure there are people in your life who expected you to you know get over it over you know after after that six month period um or you're supposed to go through these stages well you know everybody really got hooked on those was it five stages of grief and Mm there it was The book that – I forgot the author who wrote that. She came out at some point later and said it was never – when she wrote that, it was never supposed – it was never meant to be used that way. Um, Mm -hmm. So, right, people don't go through five stages of grief that are written in a book. There's really no textbook way of going through grief. Um, Yeah, but so you, you, I was
5: waiting. I was waiting for every one of those stages to show up. When's the next one coming right, around?
1: Right. Right.
5: <laughs> okay, we on schedule here, or what?
4: You
1: know, right, I find, exactly. I find
4: it, it's it's universal, and yet it's individual. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the, the the statistics are in the states. I would think that they just multiply it by ten from what we have in Canada. But we have almost three hundred thousand deaths. In Canada, every year, and on average, that leaves about four or five grieving survivors. So, just you know, that in Canada, that's over a million people every year being affected in some way by grief, and they all have their own individual their uh, uh, responses to it. The the uh, uh, fresh grief, complicated grief. Um, the relationships that they had with their uh, uh, the ones they 've lost are all so individual, and it just seems like a no brainer that as a com- as communities we should help each other with information. I think you were talking about kubler Ross right is that who who you were yes. mentioning yeah
3: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> exactly uh,
4: and and you know, jump ahead uh, to now. And let's pool our resources and comfort each other. One mm-hmm. of the things that we've just started um, uh, on the site is a category called supporting others. So many mm-hmm. people don't That's know great. what to do when someone they know is in grief.
3: Exactly. Um, one, of
4: the, one, one of the things that I, I learned from that, which I love, is, is the, the 80-20 rule. 80% listening. Just be there. That's all. Mm-hmm. Just be there, and and um, um, I, you know, Sean and I have been good friends and colleagues for for a long time. I feel like now on the journey of this project, I've learned things that I wish that I could have been there more for you, Sean.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, through 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 the journey, and I'm sure you know many people feel that way.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's we, so we sweet, like you wonderful. said. Yeah, yeah, and you know, as you said, as Sean said, um, nobody teaches us this. Nobody teaches us how to go through grief or how to help somebody else who's going through grief. We don't. We don't know. And um, yeah, it's the blind leading the, the blind.
3: It's,
5: it's we just, you know, and people, absolutely. people put their best intentions forward, and and you know, you, and and you you have to respond with. With with great kindness, even though sometimes you just want to slam the door, you know, enough, enough, leave me alone.
1: Right, right, exactly, exactly. So I'm really glad you're best intentions. Yes, best intentions. So I'm really glad that you're adding that to your platform, how to help other people. Because, you know, I think your good your your friends and family want to help, but don't know how and it can cause a lot of difficulties in your relationships and a lot of isolation because the person who is grieving and um doesn't doesn't feel like what you're doing is helpful is going to start to keep everybody away from them right cause, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you know if you yeah. go if you know that when you're around your friends they say well gee haven't you gotten over that yet or you know come on fuck up that, yeah. You know you're just gonna stay home and no that's
5: right i I think that there's you know I mean, there's videos on our site where people talk about this stuff, so you know hearing mm-hmm. somebody talk about it um, as, as they talk to you um, it, it, uh, it it helps you know, you, you
3: know
5: sometimes you think you're going crazy <laughs> i mean it's real right it's real sense of of being alone and like am, am, am I going nuts. And, you know, grief therapy, I, I found was so great just to be in a room with a bunch of other folks and and, uh, and it's like, okay, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. But at 3 a.m., you don't right. have contact. So you're not able to connect with those folks. So, you know, head over to griefstories.org and, uh, and, yeah, and meet some people. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, in answer to your question about 3 a.m., but I, I kind of got away from that. Um, I do know that when people are anxious or depressed, that it's pretty common to wake up at 4 or 5 a.m. So the 3 a.m. may be more, you know, just something um, related to that. That it's the, you know, that that it's some, you know, you're not well, comfortable.
4: <laughs> well, you're on Central Time, right?
1: Yeah. So We're on Eastern time, time, so maybe zone. that's a... <laughs> <laughs> could be the time zone. But it, you know, I think, um, I think, I don't, again, you you just can't be too specific. Some people, you know, wake up at two o'clock. Some people just don't sleep at all. Um, Right. You know, so it's really everybody, everybody's different. Everybody's clock is different. And everybody is also going to handle things differently. Um, So it's great that you, you know, I think this is a really great platform. And, I'm excited to spread the word now that you've gone live with it. Um, so if there are listeners who are, you know, who are in grief or have someone that they love that they want to help who's in grief, um, you know, are, how, how can they best interact with your website?
4: So the um, uh, site has contact information on it. Um, and um, that's probably the best way. So uh, use the uh, uh, email addresses that you get in the contact section of the site. Um, and yeah, feedback, we're, we're um, this is all, uh, all new. We're, we're just, uh, we're just launching. Um, and um, I am hopefully uh, we'll get feedback that'll help us understand how to make the content better uh, uh, for people and um we welcome that. So uh, yes please. Okay. Thank you
5: for bringing that up.
1: Okay. Okay. And if you and are
5: if, if you are in the weeds and, and you are grieving, check out griefstories.org and and find some videos that
1: like it's it, they're they're really great. Right? Right, and it's all categorized, I noticed. So mm-hmm. um people can kind of search a category that looks like something that they can relate to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's also a section on just from professionals. Yeah,
4: okay. It's uh, okay. professional professional insights, right? I'm talking.
1: Mhm. Right. Right. Well, thank you so much for for coming onto the program and for doing what you're doing. Um, oh God, thank you I, so much. I will. Yeah, I will be. You know, posting about this on my website. I I did already post the link, but. I will um, post a little more information about it. And so people can go to my website and read, you know, ab- about this show and read more about it or go directly to And um, You're on board
5: now, Dr. Mara. What's that? You're, you're on board now. You're, you're, you're part of it. You're part of it. Great. Stories.
1: Great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, and I'll send you uh, information about, you know, other – Possible resources that maybe you can add to your resource section.
4: Fabulous. Yes, please. You know, yeah.
1: um, I tend to run into a lot of different professionals working in the field. So, all right. right. Well, yeah, right thank on. you so thank much. You. Thank you very much. And you have a great yeah. evening.
5: Okay, okay, you too. Sure. Okay. Thank you so much.
1: All right. Bye-bye.
4: Okay, bye-bye.
1: All right, stick around. We have lots more
0: to come. Dr. Mera's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mera Carpel and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpel will be back after words from our sponsors.
1: Okay, we are back. And if you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpel and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And we am um, going to change the order of things because I see that Sergio Cordova has called in a little early. So we're going to get right to that interview. All right. So, Sergio, are you there?
6: Yes, I am. Thank you for having right. me on what the is- show.
1: Yeah, thank you. And um, just, to, just a little reminder, when we talk like this, there's a slight delay. So um, sometimes if we don't know that, we trip over each other's words. <laughs> so, so, Sergio, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing down there in Brownsville and about Team Brownsville?
6: Okay. Um, my name is Sergio Cordova, and we started – Team Brownsville, about July of this past year. And what we're doing is that we have two missions that we help at the bus station for the asylum seekers that are released from detention centers. They're dropped off at the bus station, and so we're helping them there in the mornings, a a team. And then in the evenings, we're helping the asylum seekers that are living on the International Bridge waiting to come in to the country. And we're helping them by providing meals and clothing and supplies.
1: Okay. So tell me about these asylum seekers at the bus station. What are they doing? Why are they brought to the bus station?
6: When they're released from detention centers, they've been in the detention centers uh, sometimes 15 days, 20 days, up to 60 days. And so they're all taken from the detention center straight to the bus station around 6 six in the morning each morning from Tuesday to Saturday. And and, so and where
1: are they where are they supposed to be going?
6: They usually have bus tickets already pre-bought by their family members. That's one of the the prerequisite's to releasing them is that they have to have a bus ticket or an airplane ticket but everybody gets dropped off at the detention center regardless if you need to get to the airport or the bus station everyone gets left there
1: okay and and they're supposed to be going back to the country that they came from
6: no these are the no. asylum seekers these are the asylum seekers that have a passed their credible fear interview so they okay. are going they're going to Reunite with their family members here in the United States.
1: Okay, okay. And so you're helping them um, because they're they don't have they don't have any clothing or food or money or is that is that what that is about that they're just kind of dropped there without anything?
6: Yes, that's correct. Um,
1: mm-hmm. The majority
6: are dropped off with just the clothes that they're wearing. And a lot of times the clothes isn't clean. And so we're providing uh, clothing. We provide them with backpacks. The detention center releases them with an orange or a white mesh see-through bag from the detention center. And so they're expected to travel with that as their luggage. So we're providing backpacks for them. We are providing a snack bag, which is a bag with water, juice. Granola bar, chips, things like that, because a lot of them do not have any money with them. And they're having to travel from Brownsville to the New York area or Boston or Chicago, California. And a lot of times it's a two-day trip or two-and-a-half or sometimes up to three days. And mm-hmm. so when they don't have any money. They have to live off that snack bag that we
1: give them. Right, right. And, um, and tell me about the, I, you know, I, I watch, I, I follow your Facebook page and the page of Michael Benavides, who's working with you. Um, I see all the pictures of the children across the bridge. So what, what's going on there?
6: Yes, on the bridge, there's custom border agents in the middle of the international bridge where the actual river is, and the asylum seekers are not allowed to pass. They're only allowing one or two or three a day. So what's happening is that these people have to live on the bridge so that they have to wait their turn to be able to step land to start the asylum process. And so we see people living there from anywhere from a month to two or up to three months. They have to live outside.
1: Wow, so they don't—they're just living on the on the street.
6: Correct, at the foot of the bridge, and there are families, many children, uh, men, women, children, and so what we're doing there is Team Brownsville, with the help of everybody, who's Michael Benavides, Andrea Rudnick, David and Melba Lucio. All these people come together every evening, prepare a dish. Some people prepare a side dish and we take clothing and other supplies that they need, blankets, things like that. And so every evening at 5:30 the group meets. Everybody brings different things, water, fruits, the dishes. and then we cross over on foot. And uh, mm-hmm. Michael Benavides and Andrea Rednick are the ones coordinating those that kitchen for Team Brownsville, and they're doing a wonderful job. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, I know it got real cold for a while. We had a big cold snap coming through.
6: Yes, Monday, when we went on Monday, it was 38 degrees. And so... Wow. Yes, people were living outside in in the elements. So we have people that donate... Uh, jackets, clothing, things like that. We have also partnered with Good Neighbor Settlement House, which is Uh a a shelter, uh, and uh, they provide meals for the homeless here in Bronzeville, and they've been doing that for many, many years. So we partnered with them so that we can have a place to store the coats and the donations that come in of clothing And also, we're able to use the kitchen there so that we can prepare the meals. And Good Neighbor Settlement House, uh, Marianela Watson, is the one that's running the uh, program there for the asylum seekers. And um, they also provide a place to sleep when the asylum seekers come to the bus station. Sometimes their bus ticket is not till the following day. And so when we first started, the people would have to sleep in the streets because the bus station closes at 11 p.m. And so good neighbor, right. gentlemen, uh, the director is Jack White, and we are now working together so that they provide a place for them to sleep.
1: Oh, wow, that's great. So uh, that's really good to know so they don't have to sleep in the streets.
6: Yeah, that's correct. When we first started, uh Michael and myself, Victor, we'd go out at eleven o'clock and there they were a group of twenty or thirty people sleeping on benches outside because they didn't have any money or anywhere to go. So it's been a wonderful connection. Mr. James Page from Good Neighbor is there every day.
1: Okay, sorry, sorry about that feedback. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I got I learned about you because I heard about your Amazon wish list. So um, how can people get involved with um, helping to, to send clothing and food to the to those people that are legally waiting to seek asylum?
6: The easiest way that we found is by creating that Amazon wish list because we have all the items there that that we use most, which is underwear, T-shirts, belts, uh, shoestrings. At the detention center, they remove their shoestrings and their belts, and when they release, they're not giving them back to them. So those are things that we need daily. The drawstring bags that are on the Amazon list, those are the ones we use for the snack bags. So we're using a 250 a week. So people are oh, buying wow. people are buying through the Amazon wish list and it it ships to my to my home. Directly to the home. So it's it's really worked out well and people have been using the Amazon wish list. And we also have a, okay. a GoFundMe and the GoFundMe links they can find on our Team Brownsville Facebook or also my own Facebook.
1: Okay. So, so let's start with the Amazon wish list. How can people find that and contribute to it?
6: Yes, they can go to our Facebook page, which is Team Brownsville. Uh-huh. And the links the links to the GoFundMe and the Amazon list are both there, or they can go to my my own Facebook, which is Sergio Cordova. And if you type in Brownsville, I usually pop up at the top.
1: Okay, okay. Well, I'll I'll post both both of those links on my post about this show. So if people are having trouble finding it, they can just go to my web post and then click. And the link will be there, and they can click on it. So they can um, contribute to the wish list and or, and also the GoFundMe, which I you know I, I think it's wonderful what you're doing. So let me just ask you, because you're there quite frequently, you know, you're there every day, how many people are there right now living on the, on the other side of the bridge? I went last night
6: to feed, and there was between 60 65 people.
1: Wow. How many of them are children?
6: About 20.
1: Wow. Wow. And and how many people are left at the bus station every day?
6: That can go between 10 is, is the smallest group, and the largest group has been like 67.
1: Wow. Wow. So there's really a lot of need. You know, people really, um, you guys are doing what you can, but you, it sounds like you need a lot of help. Do you, how I, I heard the team has been growing.
6: Yes, absolutely. We first started with Michael Benavides, Andrea Rutnick, David and Melba, Lucio, Brendan Tucker, and Victor Cavazos. We were the originals. And now it's grown to a group of about 50 or 60 people. And Good Neighbor Settlement House, again, they're doing a wonderful job at the bus station. They're doing the majority of that. So I, I will also send you the link to their webpage, because Good okay. Neighbor Settlement House, Good Neighbor Settlement House, also works on strictly donations.
1: Okay. Okay. Great. Yes. Yeah, so if you can send me that, then I'll post that as well, um, so people, if they're interested, can donate to that. Um, you know, you're doing amazing work. I'm so glad to see that you've gotten some national coverage and and people. I saw that you had some students come from California during their school break. College students.
6: Yes. And, we had. Um, we had a group of wonderful students uh, from Berkeley, from California, and they used their Christmas vacation to come. And they spent the two weeks, and they were cooking every day and taking the meals to the bridge, and helping. In McAllen also, the same thing's going on in McAllen, which is an hour mm-hmm. from there. At that bridge and at that bus station, there's a big, big need over there, too. And so there's volunteers working in McAllen as well.
1: Okay. Wow. Well, keep doing what you're doing, Sergio. It's wonderful. And um, I, you know, and please spread you know, tell everybody on the team that I'm really rooting for you, and I will spread the word. And I hope that listeners will help and 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 send donations. Um, and you know, uh, I hope I hope something changes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so.
6: And if so if, people are,
1: mm-hmm. if
6: people are, if people are visiting here in Brownsville. Uh, they can come help us at the bus station. Also, one big thing that we do is we map out the route that they're taking and we explain the changes of bus because a lot of times they have to change buses two or three times during their trip. And since they don't mm-hmm. speak English or read English, you know, we have to map it out for them so that to make sure they don't get lost somewhere along the way.
1: Yeah, okay. Wow,
6: so people are welcome to come over and and help us at the bus station by by making the maps and and showing their their trips
1: great great well, thank you so much and I'll put that all on my on my web post so if people are take a look um to see what we talk about on the show, they'll see that as well and yeah. um Best, they can, of, uh, best of luck to
6: you <laughs> They can follow us on our Facebook also on Team Brownsville or uh-huh. mine, and they can see the the work that we're doing on there and Thank you okay. so much, Dr. Mara Carpell for having me on the show.
1: Thank you so much for coming on the program and and let's stay in touch um you know i wanna I wanna know what you guys are doing and and I wanna continue to help you.
6: Thank you. I really appreciate it.
1: And and you have a good evening.
6: Thank you. You too.
1: Thanks. All right. Bye-bye now.
6: Bye-bye.
1: All right. So we're going to take a brief break. Um, we have lots more to come, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Dr. Mera's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Merrick Carpel and your golden years live from Austin, Texas,
2: every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmerrickcarpelle.com.
1: All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell in your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on DrMaricarpel.com. And um, as I said, I'm going to be posting all of that information on my website, so um, on the post about this program. So if you missed the contact information, you can find it there, and and maybe that can be Um, one of the things in your life that can can create more meaning and passion for you in your life. So I'm going to be talking about that for a little while today before our next guest comes on the program. But before I do that, let me just fill you in on some news. So yesterday um, I was up in Killeen for the Take 190 Book Festival near Fort Hood, and um, I posted an article. We were we were on the news in the in the Colleen. Um, I think it's the Colleen Herald. So I posted the article on my Facebook page, Dr. Mara Carpell, your golden years. And um, I met some really interesting people from all over the country. There, there were um, there were people with tables um, selling their books, not just from Texas. So um, some of these people are going to be on the program. I found three more guests for the program sitting right there. So we had a lot of time to speak with each other and um, I really enjoyed that. And I wanted to also let you know if you're interested in my online course that I'm currently creating called Living the Passionate Life, which is a It goes deeper into the topics that I discuss in my book, The Passionate Life. Um, I had put the deadline of April 15th as when it would launch, but I'm now um, pushing it back a little bit because I really want the extra time to uh, make it a really, really good course. And um, I also want to give you some more time to pre-order the course. So right now it's available on pre-order for half price. And um, I will keep you apprised about when it's going to launch. But it will be soon. And um, if you pre-order, if you're nervous about pre-ordering and you think that what if she doesn't create the course, um there will be a guarantee of your money back if the course isn't created or if you decide that you don't want to take it before we launch it but it will launch i do promise you it will launch i am working on it but i want to make it really good so i don't want to rush it and i'm working on a blog right now that will be in thrive global um and in savannah east so stay tuned for that and um But you can check out my previous blogs, Thrive Global, Medium, Savannah, all on my website. Uh, And I want to let you know that I am going to start a series on Facebook that are going to be Facebook Live videos starting this week. And I will put a little notation about when you can tune in and of course if you miss it live then you can always watch it on it'll be there forever so you can also watch it you know on video and um i'll be discussing topics from the book you know little short videos about um just you know going give you some tips from the book but also i am starting i started yesterday actually a 40 day Challenge for myself, and I'm inviting you to join me in this challenge. And that is, um, you know, I talk a lot about meditating and how important it is for um, to change your brain so that you can have better focus, better sleep, and a calmer mood. Um, It helps to be able to think things through rather than reacting. But I haven't been that, that good about doing it myself consistently. So I haven't been doing it every day. And um, I recently came to the conclusion that the reason that things are not working 100%, that there are days, there are nights, get a good night's sleep. There are days where I feel particularly stressed out about things that are going on in the world or things that are, you know, if I've had a a busy day at work, um, I get caught up in in getting stressed out even about getting this course done and, and having it done on time um, after setting this deadline. And I realized I got into, you know, it's not really rational. I got into this irrational Um, cycle of thinking about that when I'm the one who set the deadline so I can change it and what, when that came to me was when I was meditating and so I realized that I have to be better about meditating myself if I'm going to recommend it for everybody else and um, I really believe that if I meditate 40 days straight that I will see a change that I'll sleep better and I'll be able to deal with stressors better, and I think that you will too. So I've started a 40-day challenge of meditating every single day, and it doesn't have to be a lot. So I've set the time for nine minutes a day, and then I'll start increasing it as it gets easier to do. Um, And I'm challenging you to do that with me. So I started yesterday. You can start any day. We don't have to be on the same day. But on my Facebook Live videos, I'm going to remind you about it. I'm going to let you know how it's going for me and what my experience is with it. And I invite you to send me comments. um, You know, when I'm live, you can comment live about how your challenge is going or if you have any questions for me. And if you're not watching live, you can actually post, you can post it on the, on the post about the Facebook Live video that I've posted. So, And I will answer your questions. So, you know, let's do this together. And I really think that it's, it's going to be very powerful. And I'll let you know when I start increasing from nine minutes to longer and let you know how long I'm I'm doing this for. Um, if you go to my website, I do have a couple of uh, uh, audios that I've recorded of meditations. Um, so you might want to try that. the The one that's the body scan is not it does is not as detailed as the other meditation. So you might want to try the other meditation and. Um, I'm going to work on another nine, specifically nine-minute audio. So if you want to listen to that, you can. You don't have to. It's just an aid to help if you feel like you need um, some guidance. Um, there are many apps um, free that you can use on your smartphone. There are many websites that you can um, download, free um, meditation videos. And you can always go to YouTube there are many meditation videos that you can watch for free. So um, you can do that. You can turn on relaxing music and just focus on your breathing. And um, you can read about mindfulness meditation to get better guidance about how to do that, but this is a quick, this is a quick summary of mindfulness meditation. Sit comfortably, focus on your breathing, and every time your mind wanders, notice um, notice that your mind is wandering. Categorize that thought as, okay, I'm thinking about work or I'm thinking about what I'm going to eat for dinner. And decide that you're going to think about it later. Don't get hooked in by the thought and come back to your breathing. If you notice you've been hooked by a thought, just notice it. Don't judge it oh, I've been hooked by that thought, and now I'm going to focus again on my breathing. That's the quick the quick um, summary of how to meditate mindfully. So if you watch me on Facebook Live, I'll give you more details about how it's going for me so far. I've been keeping a diary of of my meditation and my experience with it. So I'm going to talk about that this week. I'm going to, it's, the, it's going to be on Thursday evening that I do it, and I'll give you the exact time on Facebook. If you take a look at my Facebook page, I'll be posting the time. All right. Um, and so I just wanted to talk for a couple of minutes because we do have another guest coming up. Shortly, and you know it's a busy show, but i've been talking a lot about um, finding meaning last week. I talked importance of finding meaning in your life. My whole book is about living the passionate life um, but i can't i I really can't emphasize this enough and it's been my experience as a psychologist and also personally that when you have something that you feel passionate about and when you feel like this is a purpose for you in life it changes everything changes your health changes your mood it changes your energy Um, it gives you a reason to get out of bed in the morning it helps with sleep although sometimes when you get really caught up in it it will wake you up with creative ideas like oh no let me write so i would say when you are in a on your journey to have a pad and paper by your bed so you can write down any ideas that you might get woken up with and as soon as you write it down it will help you to get it out so that you can fall back to sleep Um, if you don't write it down then it's laying in your brain and keep you from falling back to sleep so you know There are times where that will happen. But um, the people that I have met through this program and out in life um, who are following their passion, um, you can see it in their eyes that there is a light in their eyes. And when they speak about what they're working on and what they're passionate about, they become more animated, they become more excited and more joyful. And not every passion is something that is bright and cheery. You know, what Sergio is doing, for example, with Team Brownsville and helping the, the asylum seekers, the people who are um, coming here, to, uh, running from danger, um, looking for safety in the United States, that's not a bright and sunny topic but the passion of the people who are helping and are involved in Team Brown. So bringing clothes, um, clean clothes and warm clothes and blanket toys for the children and um, food and um, places to pack their clothes into when they have to travel on the bus or a plane. Doing those things and helping humanity, helping other people who are really, really in need of help, um, brings, about, brings about a feeling of joy. And I've spoken about that before, that the benefits of um, kindness and genera- generosity are so um, significant that when you get involved in doing something to help other people or bringing your bringing your talent your gift into the world helps other people as well that it brings so much joy and it, it and it um and it helps to improve your health because it gives you a reason to eat healthier food and to exercise because you want to you want to do these things for a longer period of time so you're more motivated to take care of yourself and and it has a very direct effect on your health because when you're helping other people it actually boosts your immune system you have more of that immunoglobin A, which is the our natural immune system protectant. And it and it increases serotonin, which is the neurotransmitter, the brain chemical that improves our mood and our sleep. And it and it increases endorphins, which are those pain relieving and mood elevating chemicals. So it's very powerful and and that's why I keep talking about this this whole issue of having meaning and having passion, and it can be found in many different ways. Um, and I just before we we go um, to the next guest, I just want to read you a quote by Daiseku Ikeda, who is the president of the Soka Gakkai International, which is a a Buddhist organization. Um, He quotes Marcus Aurelius, the famous philosopher, a man's true delight is to do the things he was made for. And Daiseku Ikeda states human happiness lies in doing those things only humans can, which are seeking the truth and acting to help those who are suffering. So following our passion um, has the most power, um, I believe, when, when we are doing it to create something to help other people. And in relieving other people's suffering, we are also relieving our own suffering. Okay, so with that note, uh, On that note, we're going to take a break, come back with Paul Martin Bankowski, who's going to be talking about Camp Gladiator with us. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Karpel in your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on com. And now we were just listening to the music of our next guest who is joining us on the phone, Paul Martin-Bankowski. Um, good evening, Paul. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm all right. I don't know if you remember me, Paul, but I met you a long time ago before I yeah. moved to
7: Texas. Yep. That was a very and long time ago, a whole, whole different chapter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I know that you know you've recorded music with Art and mm-hmm. so we wanted to play we wanted to play some of that music even though you're here to talk about Camp Gladiator. <laughs> so
7: Yeah, I uh, sound like
1: was, I'm almost
7: uh, 10 years old. Jeez, my voice sounds so different.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> it's be- beautiful. So Thank you.
6: Um,
1: yeah. So, so Paul, um maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about you and okay. Yeah. Before we start talking about Camp Gladiator.
7: Um sure. Um how far back should I go? Uh well, I moved, I mean I'll I'll just start from probably I mean I moved to Austin uh, since we're talking about music, I moved to Austin in 2000 to play music directly. Uh, I mean, that's what I wanted to do. Uh, I wanted to be a rock star. So I uh, came here as a singer-songwriter, hired a bunch of jazz musicians uh, to play rock music. It was kind of like the Dave Matthews kind of a sound. Um, did that for four or five years, really loved it. I mean, I loved everything about music. And um, at the same time, just had a job just to uh, pay the bills. Uh, doing a lot of marketing and branding and stuff. And, and then, uh, around, see so that was from 2000, 2006, uh, played for a little bit. Um, the industry, I just kind of got tired of the business side of the industry. Uh, it was really tough as a musician. Um, you really have to mm-hmm. have a thick skin and realize that there is a business side to it. Uh, and that, that was hard. Right. That was really hard. Um, not to mention that you have to get along with six other guys. Uh, and, um, <laughs> And then uh so I kinda of fell out of it uh just kind of playing on my own, released a couple of my own uh records just uh because I knew a lot of musicians at that time that had their own studios and um and then fell into just working uh again just really hard and then uh around 2014, 15, I it's hard to remember. I I, just, I found Camp Gladiator as a as a as a client. I was I was a client of theirs for several years, um, what we call campers. Uh, So I was a camper with Camp Gladiator, worked out because I wanted to do a lot of uh, mud races, obstacle races, 5Ks, and just got addicted. I watched a couple of my friends uh, become trainers, and uh, finally I was like, you know, I want to do this. I love uh, helping people. I think that's always been my underlying love, uh, passion for it. So uh, it just clicked, and now I'm doing it full time, and I love it.
1: So, what is Camp Gladiator?
7: Um, uh, well, on the surface, it's it's an outdoor group fitness regimen that's led by a personal, a certified personal trainer. Um, so it is group fitness. We meet outside because uh, that's we, we feel that's the way God intended uh, us to be is outside, uh, and we do workouts at, at different um, at different neutral places, kind of like at churches, schools, parks. You know, we all meet there. Uh, we bring out equipment if we need to, uh, but mostly people just have weights on a mat, and we do group fitness. We lead them through a workout. Um, they're working out with like-minded people that just want to get better. Uh, we, our mantra is better together, so um, so that's what it is on the surface. But underneath, it really is an extended family. I mean, between the the social and the uh, Community aspect of it—it it really enriches the mind and the spirit for a lot of people. They just love to hang out with other people that love just, you know, moving. Uh, so movement mm-hmm. is a big deal. That's why we we say that it's for all abilities. Um, we get top athletes out there that we design for, but we can also modify um, for the 65-year-old grandmothers that just want to be out there moving, um, and they and they love it. Right. They love to see people be so competitive yet. They're just doing what they can uh, to keep up and to um, and just like I said, they just want to be out there moving. They don't want to
1: sit at home. Um, uh huh. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was gonna ask. What is your age group? So it sounds like it's a pretty broad age group.
7: It is. It is. I, I meet people that kind of uh, it just thrill me every time. I, I mean, I we had one workout where we had two 65 year old uh, moms out there celebrating their birthday. And one of them is just a Spitfire. She is just running and just doing the work. Uh, unfortunately, she was probably cussing the whole time because she just couldn't believe <laughs> what we're making her do, but she was just into it. I mean, she was just, and it just gives me goosebumps when I see people like that, as well as uh, the young kids that parents bring out um, because they just love it. I mean, anywhere from 8 to, to 12 to 15 years old. They're, I mean, it's such a good role model to see their parents moving. Um and they're mm-hmm. and they're liking it too. Yeah.
1: So how often do you do people usually come to work out?
7: We have hundreds of uh locations and times. Uh we, we work out for an hour and uh what we call sixty minutes of amazing. Uh, so people just get on the app. Uh, we have a Camp Gladiator app that they can download. Uh, so they search up locations on the area. So if they'll see there's one at, uh, you know, at, uh, at a school nearby. And there's two times, usually 530 and and, and, and 645. So they can make either camp. Uh, they just show up. Uh, that's all you have to do. If you see a camp nearby, if you're, you know, working and you want to get a workout in, you just go. Um, you can go two, three times a day if you want. Uh, obviously, wouldn't recommend it if you're really pushing it. Um, but you can work out every day. It's really unlimited. You're just signing up. Um, to be a part of Camp Gladiator, and then you've got hundreds of locations around the area um, from Monday to Friday that you can work out on. Um, and Then on Saturdays, we usually run a big community workout um, that anybody can go to. It's kind of our way of giving back to the community where anybody can go for free. Uh, a lot of our campers are there, and they can bring a buddy Say, hey, you know, try it out and, and see what it's like.
1: Mm-hmm. So is this mainly in Austin?
7: Yeah. Yeah. It started in Dallas. Um, funny story about how it started. I might as well tell you, uh, you know, it was started by Allie and Jeff Davidson. Allie was a uh, a big uh, um, athlete uh, here in Texas from basketball through almost any sport. Uh, her, she decided on her wedding day, actually, to try out for American Gladiator, uh, which is the reality fitness show. Um, uh-huh. So she she did it on her wedding day. She ran. To the church in her sneakers and got married. Uh, they got her on a show. They decided to get her husband Jeff on the show too, and she won the whole thing. Uh, and with that money, wow. she started camp. She started Camp Gladiator in Dallas. Yeah. Um, so she is the athlete, and Jeff is the money guy. So together, they're the co-CEOs, uh, and they're they're a tremendous pair. And um, so she started that in Dallas, and we've got thousands of locations all throughout Texas. Uh, and then some off uh, locations in different states, from Denver, uh, Colorado, to North Carolina, uh, Florida, and uh, Louisiana. So there's some offshoots. We're we're slowly growing outside of Texas, um, but it's our 10th year in business, and uh, it's it's exploding. I mean, it's it's what people are looking for um, because you know, we recognize the two challenges out there are. You know, working. When are you going to find someone to work out with uh, that wants to work out mm-hmm. at the same time? And when you get to the gym or, or working out, what are you going to do? Um, so a lot of people just that's their two biggest challenges. So if you show up, you know you're going to work out with like-minded people um, that got your back, that's going to be motivating and support you. And then you got a, a personal trainer there that's going to work you, lead you through a workout. So. Okay,
1: so, so yeah. they're able to sort of modify it depending on your level um, yeah.
7: um, of ability. We, we, yeah, we designed the workout specifically to challenge our top athletes, but also to uh, be able to go at a pace that's, that works for you. So if you want to kill it, you can. You can get a great workout in. But if you need to step it back, you can as well, simply by doing less reps. Uh, or if you don't want to use the weights that day, just don't use the weights um if we have a run involved maybe walk it or run halfway uh so we always have uh, a, a way to modify the workout
1: mhm
3: mhm
6: so
1: let me ask you um when have you seen transformations in people that have started out where they really couldn't do much and they stuck with it consistently and have mm-hmm. have completely changed
7: oh gosh i've seen Amazing transformations. Um, one that uh, comes to mind, just because he's on our team, he's a trainer now. Um, he was, I think, he was around 400. He was over 400 pounds, uh, and um, he had 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 um, hooked up with his best friend, who became a trainer with CG, and said, Hey, you know, let's just give it a shot. We can work out at home first. Um, get you going uh, they worked out for for quite a bit he gave them some simple workouts and then he invited them out to cg and um, he got he got hooked on it. his name's roy he got hooked on cg and he just kept coming out uh, mainly just for the motivation and and uh, to be among people that just pushed him to bit to be better uh, because there, there really there is no judgment everybody out there is from all different walks of life Uh, So he was out there, and several years later, uh, lost well over 260 pounds.
1: Wow. uh,
7: And he became a trainer himself. Uh, He got a scholarship Mm -hmm. to a local school, uh, got certified, and then uh, his friend Sergio, who had started, he was the other trainer who got him started, um, signed him onto our team, uh, and now we all work side by side. So that's that's literally probably the best story uh, uh, that we have. Uh, He's a total inspiration for so many people. Um, Yeah. I know myself, I've I've had a a girl uh, named Nikki who came on board and she was over 300 pounds and she couldn't do much, but I would always have her work and I would always challenge her at one thing. She would, you know, she would give me that eye of disgust, but I'd say, no, we're going to do this one thing. Uh, I'm going to push you through it. And I remember one day, I pushed her through doing bear crawls, um, probably every camper's worst nightmare. But we did a bear crawl for about thirty feet, and I was right next to her doing it with her. Um, she cried when she got to the end. Uh, again, it, it just it just solidifies, you know, what what I do and what I love and what I love doing. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, she finally mm-hmm. broke the three hundred
7: mark, uh, the three hundred pound mark, and she is just she's determined. She's got such a strong will to get better. Uh, and uh, I love it. Uh, and you know, we, we see people impact all day like that from just getting stronger and be able to do things that they, they never thought they could do. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we, we bring out tires, we bring out ropes, uh, we bring out heavy weights, speed sacks that they can run with. And when people challenge themselves with this, I mean, they, they get emotional. They're like, I never thought that I would be able to do this, and I certainly never thought mm-hmm. that I'd be able to, um, you know, lift that weight or drag this that far, or do that many reps. Um, yeah, it's completely amazing.
1: Yeah, and it could be life-changing, I'm sure.
7: hmm Yeah, and in fact, that's, right, but, that's, okay. our new, uh, that's our new motto this year is uh, CG, we're, you know, changing fitness, changing lives, so... It
1: mm-hmm. truly is impactful. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it um, affects every area of your life. Um, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah,
7: totally. We know that the, uh, that's what I was saying, we know that the, just the community and social aspect alone uh, is is important to a person's wellness. It's not just the fitness part.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: Um, and then, of course, beyond that, you've got to talk about nutrition, uh, which is the other toughest half of working out. Um Mm-hmm. Many of our trainers are well-versed in nutrition, but we try to bring that awareness several times a year through another program we call CG Fit, where we we um, focus on making sure uh, trainers or campers get a certain number of check-ins within a, a camp cycle, as well as doing some in-body testing uh, to see what their body composition's at, where their muscle's at, where their weight's at, where their body fat percentage is at. And then at the end of that month, we'll do that test again um, and see and see the results. Um, but during that uh-huh. month, we'll have a lot of we'll have a lot of nutrition seminars, so that we can raise that awareness of how important nutrition
1: is. So, great, great. Yeah. So, if people are listening and they're interested in in becoming campers at Camp Gladiator, whether in Austin or anywhere mm-hmm. that you have them in the in Texas or in the other states where they're located. Um, how can they do that? How can they find out more?
7: Uh, well, they can they can go to campgladiator.com. And you've actually caught us at a good time because we have our spring promotion going on right now. And that uh, literally is just a coincidence. I'm I'm sure we didn't we didn't schedule this because of that. But, uh, okay. But there's a spring promotion going on, so they can uh, get four weeks of uh, fitness with us for $29.
1: Um, which is an amazing
7: deal. yeah So if they go to campgladiator.com right now, um, they can see a link down towards uh, the middle of the page where it says sign up for our spring deal for $29. And once they do, um, they'll pick a location, and that trainer will reach out to them immediately uh, and start start their journey. Um, And it's as easy as that. There's really no obligation afterwards. After the four weeks, if you decide it's not for me, that's fine um but if you decide yeah I would like to continue then you'd have to literally you have to sign up again. Uh, so we there's no there's nothing that's going to renew you at all. So
1: Okay. Uh, that's all the way right. it next week really
7: should be low pressure,
1: you know. Mhm. Mhm. That's yeah. wonderful. So I'm going to post that link on the okay. website post about tonight's show on on my website so that if people missed it they'll they'll be able to just go there and click on it and go to your page. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for, for coming on the program. I think that, um, you know, it's really important. It, it's a very important piece to living a passionate life is, is moving. <laughs>
7: Completely. And um, I think that's just why I found it to be my passion to, to help, to help people get there. Um you know, our mission is to positively impact the physical fitness and ultimately the lives of as many people as possible. Uh, so, beyond fitness, we do it in many other ways. So, that's why we live by that mission every day. And thank you so much for yeah. having me on the show.
1: Yeah. And thank you. And uh, nice to talk to you again.
7: <laughs> yeah, you too. Definitely. Right. Thanks for right. playing that song. That brought back a lot of memories. Right.
1: <laughs> and you have a good evening. Thank you. You too. All right.
7: Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. All right. So before Art knocks us off the air, I'm going to let everybody know what's happening next week. Next Sunday, March 17th, we'll be back with another great program. And we'll be joined by educator and kindness consultant and founder of kindliving.net, Andy Smallman. And he'll be joining us from San Francisco. To inspire people to both recognize and engage in acts of ordinary kindness, promote ordinary activities that awaken kindness, and help us to connect to our true nature and increase peace in the world. That all sounds wonderful. So looking forward to speaking about that with Andy Smallman next week and also Kristen Wright will join us from Central Texas after she returns from a trip to the Texas-Mexico border. Um, She's going there with courts and ports, which is a two-day immersion experience, engaging people of faith to witness firsthand the legal and law enforcement processes related to immigration, detention, and deportation that is occurring right now in South Texas. And this is an interfaith um, group that is there to witness and then bring back the information. And so Kristen will let us know, she's gonna bring back the information, tell us what she witnesses there on the border. She's gonna to go to detention centers, she's gonna go across the border, and, um, you know, and she might meet up with Team Brownsville at some point. And we'll have more, we always have more on the program. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this show and about upcoming shows, listen to previous programs, read my blog, watch videos, find out about my course, my book, all of that, go to my website, com. And also be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Harpel, Your Golden Years. And you can listen to this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now, by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, that's B L O G com slash your golden years. And this evening's program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Spiked Up Productions, and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist, Dr. Ronald DeVere, and by Storyhouse. And special thanks to my guests, Rob Sean Danby, Sergio Cordova, Paul Martin Bankowski, and of course, thank you to Art, and thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night, an inspiring week, and remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone.